Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Lightning fans, you found the right show for everything you need to know about your favorite team in the NHL. It's the Lightning Insider Podcast with Eric Erlinson. Get ready for insight, historical perspective, interviews, and breaking news that comes from a reporter insider who's got near 20 years on the Tampa Bay Lightning beat. Now for the latest with the Lightning, here's Eric. Hello again and welcome into the lightninginsider.com podcast. Coming at you after game number three of the Eastern Conference Finals. Tampa Bay Lightning pull off another dramatic, and I mean dramatic, victory against the New York Rangers to pull themselves within 2-1 in the series. They had to overcome a two-goal deficit facing a 2-0 series deficit and looking at going down 3-0 in the series. And we know exactly what going down 3-0 in a series means in the NHL, it means you're not winning the series as only four teams in the history of the game have ever done it. And none of it, none of those teams have done it in a conference final situation. So you can talk about the, the odds that were stacked up against the Lightning if they had lost this game. But they find a way, yes, the Tampa Bay find a ways, found a way to pull this game out uh, to get themselves back in the series and we're going to discuss a couple of the things that went on, uh, including the dramatic game-winning goal from Mr. Quiet himself, Andre Pilat, who brought a lot of noise to the building with his game-winning goal. We're going to talk about what Tampa Bay did to continue and pepper uh, Igor Shosturkin in this game. And I want to talk a little bit about the non-controversy controversy that has apparently uh, popped up here uh, following game number three. Um, before we do, I want to let you know that this podcast is brought to you by BioPro Plus. It's the number one non-synthetic alternative to prescription hormone injections. Fix how you look, perform, and feel with BioPro Plus. You can find BioPro Plus on Instagram or Twitter at BioProteinTech or online at BioProteinTech.com where you can use the code LIGHTNING for $30 off any order. That's the code lightning for $30 off any order. Uh, I want to take the time also to recognize uh, my friend Bob, who uh, has been a big supporter and uh, his company, ATSBattery.com is the website. If you're in the commercial business and you need anything, and I mean anything for your power needs, backup, uh, backup power, uh, cleaning your batteries, uh, cleaning your, your power source, whatever it is, Please check them out. ATSBattery.com is the website uh, if you want to check that out as well. All right, let's start with falling down 2 nothing. I said it before the series started in a couple of places, whether it was on this podcast or some of the radio hits or even the pregame skate show uh, that I do for the Lightning on the Lightning Power Play app as well as that uh, Arizona News Radio WFLA uh, ahead of the series that 5-on-5 five five might be tough in this series and special teams might end up being the factor that determines who wins the game. Obviously, the 
Rangers were coming in riding a very hot power play. That did not end as they scored twice with the man advantage to take a 2-0 lead. And, boy, the, the building was deflated with uh, with those two goals that the Rangers scored. And But even still, this is where, you know, this team through the past, especially the past two postseasons, you think back to some of the disappointments of the playoff past, going all the way back to 2015 and, and through the past number of years before, you know, the, the 2020 playoff run. When things were not going Tampa Bay's way, they would try too hard. They would try too hard to score goals. And, you know, you've heard the phrase by this point thousands of times, process over outcome, right? How, how you play the game matters. And in the playoffs, you know, you, you can't afford to have a, a bad game and say, yeah, well, we played well. Well, you, you can't have that in the postseason, right? In the playoffs, in previous years, again, they would stray and pull themselves out of what it was they were being asked to do. Pull themselves away from the team structure and try and become too individual at times, trying to just, you know, for the right reasons, you know, you have it in your head, I need to do this because I'm trying to help my team win the game. But sometimes trying to help your team win the game means don't be an individual. And there's been certainly times in some of the playoff disappointments we've seen where maybe that happened. And I think back to game one against Columbus, 2020, and that five-overtime game. And I remember it to this day. They were trying to change their approach, right, because of all the things I just mentioned. And to, But to do that, your patience gets tested. You can't become impatient. And when you're facing a five-overtime game, when you've fired 82 shots on goal, as they did against Jonas Corposalo in that game against the Blue Jackets, you, you, you wonder if they're going to find a breakthrough. And that's where... You know, you heard, I remember John Cooper talking about it after the game uh, in 2020 and Braden Point, who scored the game winner in that fifth overtime, about sticking with it, not strain. Don't be impatient. Keep doing what you're doing, and eventually you will get a reward. And I was thinking about that tonight as they fall behind 2-0 because they're doing a lot of the things that they wanted to accomplish to put themselves in position to win, and that's what process over outcome ultimately means. Play the game the proper way and give yourself a chance to win the game. Not always going to win it, but you got to give yourself a chance to do it by playing the right way. And certainly in game two of this series on Friday night, they didn't. Too many self-inflicted wounds, too many turnovers, trying to force plays, I mean, that's exactly what happened on what ended up being the game-winning goal for the Rangers was a f- trying to force a play to happen. Ends up being a turnover, bang, it's in the back of the net, lighting were down 3-1. They make it 3-2, but can't find the equalizer. But here's what they did in Game 3 on Sunday. They didn't stray from that. They didn't force plays. They didn't feed the Rangers' transition game. They stuck with their process. And then one of the big things that we saw in this game 
was the continuation of what worked well in game two at the end of that game as they were pushing. And some of that is score-related because the Rangers were trying to protect a two-goal lead, which eventually became a one-goal lead. But I remember Corey Perry talking about it after the game about getting pucks in deep and establishing their forecheck. Well, you saw a concerted effort from Tampa Bay in getting pucks in deep. If the plays weren't there, don't go east-west. Get it in. Get it in deep and go to work. The Rangers are a team throughout the season that sometimes they have issues defending in their own zone. And you can take advantage of that simply by making them work in their own end. And I think the Lightning did a terrific job of that in game number three making the Rangers try and work their way out of the zone and we saw the lighting many times knock puck downs knock pucks down keeping the puck in the zone not letting the Rangers escape and they were eventually rewarded now they scored two power play goals that tied the game Nikita Kucherov scored uh, you know late in the second period they get a power play 30 seconds into the third period, and Steven Stamko scores to tie the game. So you're facing a one-goal deficit heading into the third period of a game where you have to you have to win. Your season is on the line. And they take advantage of the power play that they get. And it wasn't, uh, it wasn't a vintage uh, power play setup because it was actually a kind of off the rush as Stamkos was the trailer and took a cross-ice pass from Corey Perry, who put it right into his wheelhouse and delivered a, a shot that beat Igor Shosturkin to tie the game. And the building was alive. And uh, after that, the Lightning dominated the third period. I, they dominated the third period, and yet, yet they weren't they weren't they weren't leading the game. But yet they kept with it, and that's where I talk about the patience. What you're doing is working. Don't stray from it. Keep going. You'll eventually find the reward. And that's, that's something that's easy to say, but to do it in the moment is not the easiest thing in the world to do. And this team has found a way to do that in recent years where things aren't going their way. Rather than forcing things to go their way, they just continue to do what they're doing that got them in that position in the first place. And they get rewarded with a goal with 41.6 seconds left on the clock. And, you know, for all the crap that Nikita Kucherov gets from some people for his play in the playoffs, you know, everybody wanted to bury him because he had to take a penalty. Look, he had to take a penalty because he tried to keep a puck in, flubbed on it, uh, ends up out of the zone. He's trying to stop Mika Zibanejad from leading a 3-1 break the other way. He's trying to hook him. Ends up high-sticking them. It's a four-minute high-sticking. The power play for the Rangers has been humming along. So you thought the, how important this game was. But the PK stepped up, killed off the first uh, nearly two minutes of the first one. Alex Kalorn's hustle ended up drawing a penalty from Jacob Truba that wiped out all but 27 seconds of that four-minute penalty remaining. Uh, and then... You know, Kucherov ends up delivering another moment of magic. Andre Palat ends up with the game-winning goal, but the pass from Nikita Kucherov, as Corey Perry says, sometimes you just got to shake your head because there's not many players in the world that are going to think, that can think the game like Nikita Kucherov. 
and he's in the slot, and he has his back to goal, so he's not really in a dangerous shooting position unless he wants to just try and fling a backhander on net. But in, in, in watching him through the years, you know he knows where Andre Pilat is, and he, he basically said as much after the game. So he knows where he has to put the puck, and he put it there. And Andre Pilat, because he's played with Nikita Kucherov for years, knows he has to be ready for anything when he's got the puck on a stick. And again, a brilliant shot because Andre Pilat's a lefty, so he has the better angle. If that shot is to a right-handed, the pass is to a right-handed shot, it gives Igor Shosturkin that much quicker amount of time to be able to react to the play, right? But he's a lefty, and he knew what to do with it. He got it on a stick and flung it up to the top part, and it ends up in the net, and bang, it's euphoria in Amelie Arena. Uh, another last-minute goal. The second, it's the second last-minute goal we have seen from this team this postseason with Ross Colton's uh, game winner with, uh, what, 3.1 seconds left on the clock, 3.7, whatever it was, in game number two against the Florida Panthers. Uh, it's also the fourth or the third last-minute goal going back to 2020 when Nikita Kucherov scored with 8.4 seconds left on the clock uh, to beat the Islanders in Game 2 of that series uh, in the Eastern Conference Finals. And, of course, Tyler Johnson's goal with 1.1 second left on the clock in 2015 to defeat Montreal in Game 3. I mean, you talk about dramatic moments, and that doesn't even count Braden Point's breakaway goal with a minute and change left to defeat Florida in game one of the opening round last year. Just dramatic, dramatic finishes that this team has been able to pull off, and and we see another one tonight. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Don't be left out. Make sure you subscribe to the Lightning Insider on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and anywhere else where podcasts are found. Now, here again is Eric. So again, what worked well? Well, the forecheck worked well. They, they had 51 shots on goal, and I didn't have a chance to look this up before recording this. I'm sure I'll have it in my story uh, when it's posted. Um, it has to be a playoff record for a regulation game. I, I don't know that for a fact, and if it's not, it has to be one of the top performances. Obviously, playoff games are different. You get multi, multi-overtime games. We talked about the 83 shots or 84 shots that they had against Columbus in game one in 2020. Uh, But in regulation, 51 shots on goal. And good shots. They weren't just just throwing pucks on net. Uh, You know, they made a concerted effort to get pucks funneled toward goal, and you look for rebounds, tips, deflections, whatever it is. They didn't get those type of goals tonight, but you could see the concerted effort. Um, You know, you go from low to high. You get people in the slot. You look for sticks anything like that, that worked well. And, and again, Igor Shosturkin nearly stole this game, and, and if the Rangers would have won it, he, he would have stolen it. Uh, but the lighting kept with it. They kept pushing. Uh, they kept pushing the pace. 
kept their foot on the gas, didn't let up, and they didn't, they didn't, again, they didn't allow themselves to get impatient and make a bad play, turn the puck over. You know, the, the flubbed um, attempted keep in by Kucherov that led to that four-minute high-sticking call he took, that wasn't a turnover, right? He didn't put the stick onto somebody else's, or put the puck onto somebody else's stick. He simply just fanned on the shot. It happens. We saw that a few times tonight. Um, you know, so that wasn't necessarily a turnover, but it could have been ugly for sure. Um, but this team, again, just went to work. And, you know, you have to follow it up now. You have to come back and do it again in game number four because falling behind 3-1, not as bad as falling behind 3-0, but it's up there. You can't afford to be down 3-1 heading back to Madison Square Garden knowing you have to win three straight games to save your season. I'm not saying it can't be done, but it's much more difficult at this stage of the playoffs than it is early on. And we've seen this team come back from 3-1 deficits before, just like in 2011. The Rangers came back from 3-1 down against Pittsburgh. That's early in the playoffs. It's not saying it's easy, but it's more difficult to do it at this point of the postseason because you're you're deep into the playoffs. You've played a lot of games. There's a lot of energy that's been expanded to get here. And this is why I think this will matter. If Tampa Bay gets game number four and evens up this series and makes it now a best of three, the Rangers are coming off back-to-back seven-game series. And I think part of some of the strategy to try and just get pucks in and go to work deep in the zone is also maybe uh, some strategy there to wear down the Rangers if you can. I'm not saying it's going to happen, but that's what you're trying to do. You're hoping at some point, as the, the longer this series goes, the Lightning's 10 days off, which didn't help them as much as we thought it might in games one and two, maybe it comes back to help them the deeper the series gets. And that's why, beyond the obvious reasons, to tie the series up 2-2 in Tuesday's game, which is an 8 o'clock start, they can win that game and make it a best of three. Maybe, maybe they can use that to try and wear down the Rangers and take advantage of their rest versus the Rangers' um, extended amount of games they've had to play here because they're at the maximum, right? They're at 17 games played through two-plus rounds uh, and had to come back from behind twice in those series, first against Pittsburgh, and then, of course, down 3-2 to Carolina before having to win games six and seven of that series. So uh, that's something to kind of keep in mind here uh, looking towards Wednesday. Uh, but again, they have to do it. They have to do it again. They have to find the formula. And knowing full well that the Rangers are going to make some adjustments. Now, something to keep an eye on here for the Rangers. They did lose Ryan Strom in this game. He did not come back. Gerard Gallant did not offer up any kind of an update after the game as to what Ryan Strom's status might be for game number four. Uh, number two center on the number one power play. Uh, obviously a, an important player on their team. And keep an eye on Barclay Goodrow as well. Barclay Goodrow was uh, fallen by a Victor Hedman shot. He had to limp his way off the ice and down the tunnel. We know after watching Brandon Hagel do that, 
uh, doesn't mean that it's going to be anything that's going to keep him out. And, of course, Goodrow did come back in the game. But if he's out and Strom is out, all of a sudden the Rangers are not as deep as they were. Uh, so we'll keep an eye on that as this series uh, moves on to Tuesday night's game in Game 4. Um, you know, where Tampa Bay is going to have to find a way again to get this done. All right, the... the Controversial non-controversy, if you will. Twice in this game, you saw the Lightning make contact with Igor Shosturkin. The first was from Corey Perry, who went fishing for a puck and hit Shosturkin on the pads and then got his stick up a little high into the face of Igor Shosturkin. Now, I'm not sure which Broadway production... Shosturkin has been an understudy for, but he obviously needs more work because he's a terrible actor. He, and look, I'm not saying what Corey Perry did is right, and I'm not saying it's not a penalty, but give me a break with the flop that Shosturkin took. Look, you'd have thought there was a sniper up in the third level that took him out throws the stick behind him and absolutely throws the head behind him as if he's in some severe pain. When Corey Perry, did he make contact with the mask? He did. It's a penalty. But come on. How does Shesterkin not get a penalty out of that play? I don't get it. I don't understand it. It's a yellow card in soccer for embellishment. It was so bad, I'd have given him a red card. That's how bad it was. And then... In the second period, Riley Nash makes contact. Yes, Riley Nash was in the lineup. Riley Nash makes contact with Shesterkin. And it wasn't terrible contact. He didn't slam into him. He didn't go running into him. But he made contact with him. And they call it goalie interference. And that wasn't it. There were a couple of other times in this game where Shesterkin felt contact and he flopped. Or made some sort of dramatic movement to try and sell it. You don't want to be called Neymar for those situations. But he's earning that reputation because this is not a first. He did it in New York in game one. Where Steven Stamkos made contact with him and he went flying back as if he was killed. It's it's ridiculous that he's resorting to these sort of tactics and he doesn't get penalized for it. Goalies can be called for embellishment. I've seen it happen. So then later in the game, Frank Vitrano runs into Andre Vasilevsky and I'm going to be honest here. I didn't think that was a penalty. I thought Ryan McDonough steered Vitrano into Vasilevsky. They, call, they had to call it interference. They had to call it goalie interference. They had to. There was no way Vitrano was getting off scot-free in that situation, even though it might not have been a penalty. So now all of a sudden we have multiple contact with each goalie, and goalie interference is calls being made. And then after the game, you've got Rangers head coach Gerard Gallant, who's well-respected, complaining about the contact with Igor Shosturkin. Seriously. He said that he feels that they're going to have to talk to the referee supervisor in charge of the series about the contact being made with Igor Shosturkin. 
Give me a break. Gerard Gallant has a lot of respect in this league. I, I can't buy what he's selling here. There's no way you can sit here and tell me that the Lightning were targeting Igor Shosturkin with contact. Certainly nothing out of norm, out of craziness. There was nothing going on in this game to suggest that the Lightning were trying to run Igor Shosturkin. If you're looking for somebody who might run a goalie, look on the other side for Chris Kreider and ask Corey, uh, Carey Price about it. Glom obviously wasn't around at that time, and Kreider is the only player from that team in 2014 where he took Carey Price out of the series in the Eastern Conference Finals against the Canadians. But to sit here and now call this a controversial situation, Gallant made it a controversy by saying that he had to talk to the referees about it. Now, is this a, a postseason ploy to try and deflect away from his team? Maybe he feels he's trying to stick up for his team in this situation. We, we know these mind games take place. Look up Shut Your Yap and John Tortorella. So we know these situations are sometimes manufactured to try and deflect, right? Not, not that too many people were trying to um, use that. Yeah, look, Gallant was asked by a member of the New York media about the contact with Shosturkin. And he answered the question that way. Now, I don't know. There's no way that was a planned thing. But for Gallant to come out and try and do that and, and, and create this controversy, which is not a controversy, I think it's crazy and I hope the Lightning don't fall for it. I, I hope that they make more contact with Shosturkin in game four, if that's the way it's going to be, as long as it's legal. You can make legal contact with a goalie. You know, look, you have to make a concentrated effort to take his eyes away. There's no doubt about it. He's too good of a goalie. If he sees it, there's a good chance he's going to stop it, just like the guy at the other end of the ice. But there's no way they were targeting the Rangers' goaltender. He's just trying to create a controversy here that a lot of people are going to be talking about which they probably shouldn't be because there was nothing. And I've been around this game a long time. And I've had plenty of people accuse me of homerism, which is fine. I can take it, whatever. Anybody who knows me knows that I tend to just... I, do I look at things from a lightning point of view sometimes? I do. Do I try and paint a rosy picture all the time when things aren't going well? No, I do not. I'm pretty fair and I'm balanced. I like to think when it comes to these situations. But they were not targeting Igor Shosturkin in any way, shape, or form in that game. They were just trying to get to the front areas of the goal, get towards the crease, and again, create some uh, traffic in front of him and uh, just make things hard on him. Not with physical contact but just make things hard on him by getting into his eyes and taking those away to try and create opportunities to win the game. And as Herman Edwards told us, you play to win the game. Again, nothing dirty, nothing out of line, nothing I haven't seen hundreds of times in the NHL during my career. So that's where we are. Okay. Um, don't forget if you want to, if you're not signed up to my website, lightninginsider.com, 
podcast. If you use the code podcast, I will give you $10 off your first year of a, a yearly subscription. Uh, just when you sign up, use that code podcast and I'll get you in for, uh, for a year at a discount uh, on that. Uh, don't forget my uh, pregame skate show which comes at you one hour before every playoff game. So ahead of Tuesday's game number three, be on the air at 7 p.m. with Bobby the Chief Taylor. Uh, We will be live from the Cigar City Tap Room at Amelie Arena uh, to set you up for the game. We'll talk about what happened tonight and and kind of look ahead to game number four as well. Uh, My weekly visits with Ian Beckles and Jay Retcher on 95.3 WDAE as well. Uh, We'll have to see what's going on with that because Wednesday is going to end up being a travel day this week, but we'll figure out what we're going to do in terms of that. Uh, As always, thanks, everybody, for the support. Thanks for everybody who contributed to help me get to New York and help me get back to New York. That's going to work um, just great. I'm floored again by those of you who have reached out to me and and helped me get there. Uh, It means a lot to be on the ground, so to speak, uh, in the building, to be able to get a feel and and to be able to ask my own questions and and all that. I can't tell you how valuable that is for somebody, especially in my position as an independent um, journalist in in these situations. So, again, thanks as always for all the support. Game number four, Wednesday, sorry, Tuesday at 8 p.m., that game is on ESPN. Uh, we'll talk about it after that game. And uh, thanks again for all the support. We'll talk soon. Liberty's leave policy was tremendous. Having the ability to take 16 weeks off, fully paid to bond with my child, was an incredible experience. At Liberty Mutual, you can find a career that supports you at every step, even baby steps. We offer up to 16 weeks parental leave for new moms and dads. And because not everyone's pathway to parenthood looks the same, we offer robust fertility, surrogacy, and adoption benefits too. Learn more at LibertyMutualCareers.com and pursue your tomorrow today. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.